What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 275th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ, and with me today, I have Micah. Hello. I'm actually looking at you. Carve it up. No, wrong podcast. Well, my bad. <laughs> Cancel. Abort. <laughs> my abort. Bad. Abort. You can find us on Podler. <laughs> also have Will. I'm really disturbed because Micah's wearing an AJ Styles shirt and... Even though I don't care for wrestling, I certainly hate AJ Styles. Good old AJ Styles. You just you just did that to offend me. Yeah, the earth is flat. Yeah. Well, wait, I'm not even going <laughs> to. Finally, we have Irene. Hi there. I am here. I have arrived. We're all here in my house. In the, my house? My, my house no, in the middle that's, of that's the That's not streets. how the song goes. My <laughs> in the middle of the streets? Yeah. Plural streets? Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> what kind of house is this? Uh, motor home. That's a long house. <laughs> that actually is a long house, I guess, a motor home. No? No? No. How right. long? A trailer. Okay. We're already off course. <laughs> we got a special episode for you guys, so I'll just break it down. There's going to be no news, no Pokemon of the week, and we're just going to talk about Pokemon Go Fest. So I don't know how long we're going to talk about that, but that's going to be the whole episode. We're all... It is the morning after Pokemon Go Fest. Irene is still in her pajamas. Will is still in... No, this is literally the clothes I'm wearing oh, today. Okay. <laughs> I'm in my house. My house. I'm in my house. In the middle of <laughs> the no, streets. No, my no, house. no, no. We're going to talk about Pokemon Go Fest. If you didn't go to Pokemon Go Fest, if you don't care about Pokemon Go, I would advise you not to turn off this episode. Do not change to another channel. <laughs> oh, they will assuredly be entertained. Yeah, there's there's a lot to talk about. And I think I, even if you don't care, even if you're not the biggest Pokemon Go player, I think it's important to note that this is still a Pokemon event that was clearly the Pokemon company is very involved in Pokemon Go and they care about its success and how it does and how it reflects for that company. This was kind of Pokemon's summer thing. And I believe they're not talking about Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon because of all the Pokemon Go stuff. And then now that this is dying down, we will get Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon stuff, but this is still important for Pokemon as a whole. So I think it's important to talk about. With that being said, I have a bunch of tweets that I, I barely remember the day yesterday, <laughs> but I'm looking at the tweets and now I do remember myself and Irene went, Micah and your wife went. Correct. My mother was there who's probably spent more time with you and Becky. Yes. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, Spoilers. <laughs> we used the Patreon money to fly Will out. So Will was was here. He arrived. And, second, and I'm still here. Second time in Chicago. Uh, that was, yes, my second time in Chicago. Was it better than the first? Spoilers. Uh, hmm. I don't want to ruin it for people. Right. I'm not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll I guess I'll start because I Irene and I got there before everyone else. So that's true. Wait, wait, wait! No, 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 no! I I mean, in Chicago, I was there at seven a.m. Yeah, but you weren't at the event. You were off getting breakfast and that's stuff. That's true. That's true. Okay. Okay. Well, actually, before before we start, we'll start with Micah. What was your What was your expectations of this event? On the way down. <laughs> so my wife. Becky plays Pokemon Go with me, but she plays it with me as a means to do something with me. Quality, she quality time. Quality she won't time. Yes. She won't typically play on her own unless she's playing with me. 
the only time she's ever gone out and played Pokemon Go on her own was the day before Pokemon Go Fest when she wanted to get to level 20 just as like a milestone. So she went out, walked the dog all over and tried to solo a four star raid because she didn't know how raids worked. Uh, perfect. perfect. <laughs> she kind of came because she wanted to see everybody. She wanted to spend time with me. And on the way down in the car, I was thanking her and I said, I'm very grateful that you're coming, even though I know this is something you t- typically wouldn't want to do. Uh, I'm really excited for this and I'm happy that you're going to be there and I'm happy you get to meet everybody from the podcast, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Like the community and stuff that'll be there. And I said, I've been waiting for this event for a really long time and I'm really excited and there's going to be lots of cool stuff today and whatever. So that was my expectation (laughs) was it was going to be a lot of fun with new and old people and not flawless, but pretty flawless. Well, we talked about this a little bit on a couple episodes ago, but we talked about they're going to have cell problems and issues, and you Mm. talked about how when a bunch of students come over to Georgetown, you deploy repeaters and... Well, not students, but like let's say the President of the United States was going to be giving a speech at Georgetown, which happens from time to time, right? Yeah. We fill that room with extra... Uh, capacity for wireless service in that area, which I believe they stated that that was their plan. They were going to put the sights on wheels, cells on wheels. Meals on wheels. No. No meals no. on wheels. <laughs> My house in the middle. So what, what was your expectations then prior to coming? Because really, we decided to fly you out here and get you a pass mm-hmm. like a week before the show. A week and a half, yeah. 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 I mean, I was 90% like getting to see all of you guys and do Pokemon stuff, but then also like have the perspective of somebody who's not like that hardcore Pokemon Go player. I, I came in at level 15, right? Kind of seeing how I could interact with everything that they were going to have that's not because I wasn't at that high level 30s or whatever the max cap level is now and seeing how all that stuff would have carried out for me. But yeah, I was expecting to see some Pokemons, some Pokemons I hadn't seen before and uh, meet people from all over who enjoy Pokemon for different reasons. I will say real quick as uh, um, like actual Pokemon expectations, I was like, oh, internationals all over the place uh tons of legendaries yeah that was that was kind of my expectation <laughs> i mean i i was really hoping to be able to catch a teddy urse <laughs> you can't say it with a straight face <laughs> uh irene yes i showed you the legendary raid trailer the yeah, night before you did. We went through the the list of banned items and the list of okay items, so you kind of got the four four one four four oh four four oh four four one one four one one. That's it. You got you got the four one one the night before. I mean, you've been playing Pokemon Go a lot, but what was your expectations prior to the event? Well, uh, I had to deal with a lot of extra Pokemon Go in the last few weeks, so I that 
as a result got me more excited for it. I was expecting a lot of people. I was expecting everything to go well just because like it's the one year anniversary of the game. The launch had a bunch of issues, so I was like, it'll be good, it'll be smooth, maybe we'll get a legendary, maybe we'll get Mewtwo, like, soup. I, I was just excited to kind of just see what was there, because I wasn't exactly sure what to expect. They definitely teased Mewtwo in that trailer, did they not? It was at the very end. Yeah. Yeah. But the yeah. focus of the trailer was the the five the, birds. The birds. And just for just for clarification... Mew and Celebi are not legendary Pokemon. They're mythical. So I can't Correct. imagine that as Mewtwo and Ho-Oh and the other Pokemon that weren't at the event, I can't imagine that Mew and Celebi are going to be part of that in the future. Yeah. Unless they start using the word mythical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, are they smart enough to make that distinction? It technically is a different game. Well, the Pokemon company is involved. Yeah, uh, and the Pokemon company. I mean, during that during stuff. that legendary trailer, it was like Niantic. It was like across a building or whatever because yeah. they do the pan, and then it was like the Pokemon company. Yeah, summer 2017. I was there. Sunburn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Irene and I drove down. We left probably 6:30 in the morning. We left at 6:09 a.m. I remember. It's about an hour 45 minutes from Milwaukee to downtown Chicago. That's taking in consideration traffic because once you're about 30 minutes out of Chicago, you're moving at parking lot speeds. We parked pretty easy. We parked under Grant Park. We got our media passes and then I decided to go in to shoot the park. This this is kind of the setup for the day is my first impressions of walking into the park. I walked in about 8.30 a.m. into the park. So there was a couple other media people there, but nothing else. There was no early people because I think the Sprint customers got in at 9, the early catch. While I was in there, the three tents, the three team stations, Valor, Instinct, and Mystic, they weren't even set up. They didn't even have the TVs plugged in. They had... At what time was this? It was 8.30, so a half hour before the early catch. Whoa. The Hmm. only place that was really fully set up was the store. They had all the merchandise and everything, and they were still unboxing stuff, and they were counting cash. And I was like, okay, you guys seem like you're on track. There, the charging station wasn't set up. The main stage wasn't set up. They were still... They didn't even have the, the two big cameras for live streaming out in front of the stage yet. And again, this is a half hour before the event opens. And then walking through... Like, when I walked through, I was like, hey, where's the media tent? No one knew where it was. It was actually right next to the entrance. It was like around the corner. Yeah. So everyone, I was like, this thing opens in a half hour and uh, it doesn't seem ready. On top of Chicago was expected to get thunderstorms and rain throughout the day. That was a big thing following the week. I, I, I mean, I was checking on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. And even when we were driving in, it was drizzling. And I was like, okay, it looks like it's going to be drizzling all day. And it's funny because the night before... Irene, we went out and we bought ponchos. We did. They were green and red. <laughs> I don't know. We got one dot like eighty nine cent ponchos at Target. And I had them all in my purse. I was prepared, ready to go. Very ready. Yes. Got all my banned items out. <laughs> yeah. No umbrellas. The actual ground was just 
soggy and muddy and that's how I got the nickname Blackfoot. Because <laughs> I wasn't wearing real shoes. Feet oh. was were covered in mud. What was what was at least cool for me is I was able to get something from the store right away, which I figured would be the hot contention point. Wait, wait, of, wait. You used your media credential to get early access to the store. Oh, yeah. You are the lowest kind of human. <laughs> you didn't buy me anything. What the heck? Well, there was nothing really. What did you buy? I bought a Mystic shirt. Because I, not that, uh, okay, here's when the thing. When did you buy? No. Okay. Here, here's the thing. He I'm bought on t- the stuff that's going to sell out fast that he's going to sell on eBay for four times the price. That's, that's, my, the stuff I sell on eBay pays for this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like buying stuff that, first off, I hate buying shirts because, one, I don't want to pay $28 for a shirt, but that's how much the shirt was and that's how much I paid. And they're never slim fit. I don't know if that's important. yeah. They're never they're never slim fit, and I I like a good slim fit t shirt. I wear hoodies consistently, so there's no point in me buying shirts with things on them because no one ever sees them. For me, I wanted to buy the shirt because I figured the shirt was only at the event, and at least if it's hanging in my closet, I can go. Oh, that was a day that happened. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> it certainly did happen. <laughs> that was my thought with the shirt too. Was. I think they're probably only going to sell it here. I might as well. But nothing else there was enticing to me. <laughs> Two tidbits from buying the shirt, because I also bought a Magikarp Mega Block thing that they had, which actually wasn't Wait, advertised. What? They yeah, had, like, I don't know. What weird does that mean? Legos. By the time that I got to the store, everything on that board was covered in black tape. Okay, perfect. Aside yeah. from the shirts, and I think... A Bulbasaur pop socket. Yeah, I wanted a pop socket. So what? They were seventeen dollars. It's the little disc you They're put on the back of your phone. Literally like ten bucks. That pops out, so it's like a handlebar. They're pretty cool. By the time I got to the They're store, nice. it was literally one Team Instinct two XL T shirt and a Pikachu hat. <laughs> that Pikachu hat. They called them three D Pikachu hats because the ears came out. Yeah, because they had ears. When I went to buy the shirt. This isn't that great of a story. When I went to buy the shirt, I was like, hey, I'll take a Team Mystic shirt. And the guy was like, I don't know what that means. And I was like, I want the blue one. It was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, let me get that Magikarp Mega Block thing. And he was like, you're going to you're gonna have to help me out here. Oh, I was like, wow. the one that looks like the orange fish. Can I get that? So what was that? Like Mega Blocks, like the Legos? Yeah, I... Is it like the far-fetched thing? No, it's Andrew not. Got? No? I, I don't even... I. I'm gonna be honest. I haven't even looked at it. I I bought it. It was eight bucks. I threw it in my bag. Okay. When I got back to my car, I threw it in the trunk of my car. I, it's probably still in my car. I right. haven't looked. Right before, right at nine o'clock, when the first wave opened up, these were the people that went out to sprint and got a specific wristband. Oh, I didn't say the line to get in. There were two lines. There's always two. Always two lines. <laughs> no one ever tells you which line you're supposed to be in or which nope. line you should be in. I got a story for that. <laughs> so what we talked about, Will, that most of the the reasons that most of these things were probably on the ban list was to get people in faster. We didn't want like a PAX yeah, East situation yeah, where exactly. people... I don't know if we, we told you this, Micah, but at PAX East... It was almost like an hour to two hours to get in, and it was 14 degrees out <laughs> because everyone to had to go hours. through. This is this is every single day. Good times. This is where Will adopted the policy of I don't do lines. <laughs> so if you didn't bring a bag to PAX East, you got in instantly. 
Oh, okay. Well, we you got in easy too. Every but si- well, sh- we got in. We had media passes, which worked here too. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why you guys are so early in the day. The same thing was the case. If you didn't have a bag, they let you in right away. Yep. For Pokemon Go. Yeah. Yep. There okay. was a Separate line. Separate lines in- for people who didn't have bags. But people had lined up well, at six o'clock in the morning. Yes, you could line up as yes. early as six. There was no metal detectors, but they did have the swipe. Weep. Did they really? Yeah. They didn't have it when I was there. Oh, they used it on me twice when I was going in and out. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't Maybe they gave up on it at some point. Maybe. I think so. I was surprised that they had a physician, like literally somebody checking that the pills in bottles matched the pill label. Oh, really? Didn't have that when I was there either. He was there. (laughs) Well, when we went in, we went and the, the lady was like, medic, and he came and he looked and I had... Uh, a prescription medication, and I had uh, just like Advil or something. And except I think I used an old pill bottle for something else I was prescribed. And the medic just like looked inside and he was like, eh, and then he just put it back in wow. my purse. And I was like, but they don't match the label. Like they're both given to me, but like that's not. I'm sure the medic knows like these are the pills I need to look out for. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yep, I, yep. I think honestly what they were doing was looking for any kind of drugs that would be used as you know even prescription drugs contraband or i mean overall they were looking to prevent any kind of alcohol or illegal substances like mind altering recreational drugs yes um, yeah not yeah. successful <laughs> <laughs> not successful okay so as evidenced by our trip to the bathroom <laughs> Obviously, people listening to this probably saw all my tweets on Twitter. They probably saw everyone else's tweets on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, there was a man with the goat. There was. No, that we was don't outside. need to talk about the man uh, with the goat. Oh, okay. The, the whole show was a disaster. No, it don't give rough. it away. Don't give it away. Uh, it's Hold too it late. Out. It's been like two days it's since the late. show happens. Well, but when this goes up. <laughs> I expected there to be a line and for that line to... You know, you're back in line. You might wait 30 to 45 minutes to get in. Can I talk about my line experience since I, of the four of us, I was the only one that had to stand in line? Because <laughs> you didn't get media passes? Correct. Yeah. You, you didn't use your the carve credential to get a media nope. pass? Yeah, they, they, they originally only gave me one media pass. And when I got there, they were like, oh, you, we can give you two more. So yeah. I gave it to Will and Irene. Before they started letting people in, though. So you were in the wrong line. Correct. There was no... Sign or any kind of information but you didn't, for what line was what. You didn't see that like everyone had yellow wristbands? Nope, because we ah! saw a line of people that was yeah, moving, and yeah. we we went to the end of it, or what looked like the end of it, and got in line. As the line, it, it was just a stream of people walking. It never stopped at yeah, any you, point. You wouldn't have noticed unless I you I thought that asked. you guys knew, because I feel like I thought I said something about the two lines. Nope. We had no I idea. Didn't, we didn't, didn't know I, there were two lines at all. I didn't know there was two lines. Yeah, there was one that was on the left, which was the early entry one. Which is the and one right we walked the by. Corner. Yep. The early entry one was the one that Becky and I got in line for. Yeah. There was someone right at the corner where he would turn to head towards the entrance, that last block, that was checking people yep. their, in their wrists. That was the only instance of anybody saying that there was that this line was specifically for people who had wristbands. And it wasn't until you were maybe like 500 feet from the entrance or whatever. So it wasn't until we got to like close to that point that the guy behind us in line said, you cut in line. And we went, but how we got in line 
where it nobody else was behind us and yeah, he said you that- don't have wristbands and we said wristbands for what and he said this is the early access yeah the that, other line is on the extra. other side of the park so we My went, qu- so you, okay. did you got so you got out now of we line know. yep we did why so, did you just stay in and see what happened Oh, no, no, but they weren't letting... Uh, we, because like, we looked because around we and wa- saw that everybody past. had wristbands. Yeah, yeah but it, if you're already no, no, like, no, no, midway no, turning, no, that turning that corner, the person who was standing there telling people they needed yes. wristbands was also taking people out of line. Oh, okay, got it. Them. So they but, would have gotten taken out of line like two minutes it later. It wouldn't have mattered. I feel like if one or two people without wristbands just happened to wait in that line for 45 minutes till they get up, I would be like, just go yeah, in. But that's you. You've, yeah. wa- you've wasted 45 yeah. minutes no. already. No, they were not super willing to let people get away with things. Yeah. And what they really needed was just point. somebody, like somebody official walking past the line just saying aren't wristband, extra wristbands only, you yeah, know, sprint customers only, just to let people know. Because I'm sure you guys weren't the only ones who made no. that mistake. I, because when we, okay, so when we got to the, that point and they said the you have to go to the other line, we went all the way across the other side of the park and that was the real line that yeah. was the line for people who were not early and, access. and you're saying that I, I know the answer that line was probably three times longer it was zigzagging in multiple angles to the point that it just looked like a mass of people there were easily like they said 20,000 people showed up yesterday yeah that was easily 19,000 of the people Right, Easily. I can't imagine that the sprint promotion, which was f- Friday night and Thursday, Thurs- Thursday and Friday night, I can't imagine they handed out over like a thousand wristbands. Yeah. Seems fine. Yeah. So when we got in line, probably already at that point, ten to twelve thousand people in front of us. When I walked into the park before everyone, they said, "Come back for your QR code." We're not giving them out right now. And I said, okay. They said, just come back at 9 o'clock. Come back anyways because we want all the media people here just so we can give them a rundown of the show. Yeah. I said, okay, cool. Come back. I don't know what the QR code is for. But there were stops inside the park that had a Pokemon Go logo above them. It said like Chicago Fest or something. Yeah, it was like yellow instead of the picture of the whatever it was. Yeah. And I, I didn't think of it because my, my I had a game plan. I had everything. Pl- I had the ponchos. I had battery packs. I had my camera. I had my recorder. I knew going into this event how what I was going to do, when I was going to do it, and how I was going to do it. When I walked in, I didn't think to swipe any of those stops because if you pop a lucky egg and then swipe the stop, you get double, and it's the first time you're swiping it, so it's worth five or it's worth 250 instead of 50 and then with the lucky egg it's 500 so I was going to maximize and pop the lucky egg and then hit all I think there was like 14 unique stops in there yeah so I didn't think of swiping it but when you did go and swipe it the first time it asked to scan a unique QR code which Correct. I found out after 9 o'clock but when I was in the park uh, I did get my QR code a little bit early, and then I scanned it, and then right away there was a hair cross, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" Because when we were, when Irene and I were walking past the line, somebody was like, "Hey, did you?" They were talking to each other, not to us, but they were like, "Hey, did you see the hair cross? There's a hair cross." And but that, in retrospect, that doesn't make sense because I thought you could only see hair cross when you swipe the, the Q- QR code. I think yeah. no, I think because when we were in that line, I could see spawns inside the park. But you couldn't swipe the stops, even though if even though you could be in range of the stops outside of the park, you couldn't you, you couldn't swipe them at all. Oh, because wait, no, you no, had no. to have the QR code in order yes. to swipe. 
so they they did change it halfway through, but technically Heracross was only spawning within the gates. So you didn't yes. need the. QFS. I didn't see Heracross. I would see like you know normal like Pidgey yeah. and yeah, whatever. I saw snubble. a Mankey at one point. So then once you swiped the stop, the all the logos above went away. No. No, they were still up. No, for me they were all gone instantly. So that's where I think the server issues came in, because when I swiped the stop. All the logos went away instantly. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Looks like it's all uh, because I originally thought, oh, I have to scan the QR code per each stop. That's kind of a hassle, but I get it because they want to lock these inside the park for the players and prevent spoofers from showing up and doing their thing. They let all the, they started letting the sprint people in and they let them in fast. Like it went from zero people in the park to what seemed to be like seven to 800 people. Yeah. Pretty pretty instantly and that's when like everyone kind of spread out. It was almost it was either they went right to the sprint kiosk cuz there was a sprint kiosk where if you showed them what level you were, they would give you uh actual like patch that you would put on your your denim jean jacket, iron that on. There was no one there with a denim jean jacket, folks. <laughs> I mean, I, I was pretty hot. close, I yeah, guess. Yeah, you were way overdressed. But So that I- that line was was out of control right away. There was a Boost m- mobile truck kiosk that was selling batteries. That filled up instantly, and people were buying batteries right away. Boost, a subsidiary of Sprint. I there, believe they were also selling phones, were they not? Yes. I'll get, I have a story about that, too. And then most of the other people went to their designated tents. So when they did finally get the tent set up, it was... Probably like 15 picnic tables in each tent, and then three to four TVs, and then a mini concession stand in the back that sold a couple things. And like they a- had those uh, banana loungers, too. Oh, yeah, they had the giant bean bags. Yeah. Yeah. But the concession stands only sold beverages. In the tents. Yes. Everyone kind of spread out, and then there was this weird middle of the park that was empty, and it kind of made sense, too, because the ground was so muddy still. And the first thing that happened, it was like 9.15, 9.20. So most of the Sprint customers are in. Somebody yells, unknown! Just people running. I haven't seen people run for a Pokemon since the, the first week of the game. Yeah. And so people are just sprinting to the spot. And it was actually over by the media tent. And sure enough, there was an unknown there. And I caught it. And everything seemed to be fine. And then about 10 minutes later, no one could connect. But it didn't seem it. like it wow. didn't seem like they it didn't seem like they let in more people because the rest of the people didn't get in until ten. Yeah, the story of the cursed you known. The media tent had like media Wi-Fi, where once you got in the tent, there was like a password written on like a piece of paper above the free water. Oh, oh guess what? Oh. That media Wi-Fi. Didn't work. I didn't, it was <laughs> trash. I don't no. think it worked all day. Uh, absolute trash. So, uh, so I'm on AT and T. What What are you on, Will? AT and T. Irene. Sprint. AT and T. Okay. Get if, wrecked. Sprint. If, if you're an AT and T customer, so this is what I don't understand. These parks were f- most of the part built and sponsored by AT and T's money. Are you sure? Like Not that, just Millennium Park. But it's all part of it. 
No, like, Millennium Park's next door. The Millennium Park garage is also, it says like Millennium Park Grant North, Millennium Park Grant South. Yeah, but they can put a sign on anything. I guess. They can put but a AT- sign. Oh, either, either way, even if even if Grant Park wasn't AT&T's park, yes. the park across the street with the giant silver bean was, was paid for by AT&T. Yes. There's also yes. right next to that park is a massive AT&T tower. I have a conspiracy starting to form in my head that AT&T was a little twisted that Sprint is like getting all the attention on this particular event and they're oh. like we're going to take our toys and go home. Oh. Enjoy your Pokemon Go Fest, folks. <laughs> I don't I don't know where the AT&T Wi-Fi was, but you know, you go to Starbucks or an AT&T store or if you're in yeah. the mall, it'll say AT&T Wi-Fi and if you're an AT&T customer, you instantly connect to it yeah. and you get free Wi-Fi. You don't have to do anything. I don't I read does Sprint have something like that where if you walk into a Sprint store, you connect to their Wi-Fi for free, no issues, you just I have absolutely no idea. Okay. Like I know I can actually tell you exactly the spots in the park that the AT&T Wi-Fi worked. <laughs> and it was mostly every corner. Like yeah. back corner of the event. Around the edge like edge parts and by uh, the media the tent there yeah. was pretty good AT&T Wi-Fi, but Did you notice because we were standing by the media tent the entire time that the spawns were ultimately the same and happened at the same time i noticed this throughout the day because i didn't have much else to look at but it was always a machomp a machomp machomp <laughs> machomp my wife called him a machomp man man chomp at one point man there's always a man chomp yep a snubble and like one other pretty common pokemon and uh, then teddy or teddy or it always po- like all Star three popped at the same time near the main stage which the media tent was behind the main stage so yeah. all those kind of popped at the same time and then like once an hour or now maybe once every half hour it was a like a scyther popped up or a yep. larvitar saw a couple scyther i didn't so, see a larvitar i didn't see any larvitar but, there I were did, but i couldn't i couldn't catch stops. it when Sorry. Irene and I got our first uh, unknowns, we were in the media area. No, we weren't. We got our first unknowns when we were over in the corner. Are you sure? Yes. That's not how I we remember were, it. No, we were in the corner over by, because I went to the restroom, uh-huh. and then we crossed over, and we were over in the shaded Give me a, Give me a restroom update. What about them? They're porta potties. All right. All right. So <laughs> I actually, I, I will give a lot of credit to everyone who attended Pokemon Go Fest that they did not trash the porta potties. They actually, like, they were pretty decent throughout the day. I used them multiple times throughout the day. I also am very happy. Um, there is an option that you can get with your porta potty order to have a portable hand washing station, which is which some people didn't know, figure out, understand that you pump a pump with your foot and actual water comes out of a sink and you can wash your hands with soap and water. And yeah. they had those, which is really nice. Yeah, they did. But did people use those? Yes. But yeah, no. Ma- Mike, you got the unknown was in the corner. And okay. then later right. on we went by, back by to the, the media t- Yeah. Okay. So Mikey, you got in the other line. Yes. I was this was another thing. Maybe it was just my phone, but I called multiple like I called Irene, I called you, I called my mom, I think I called Will a couple times. And most of the conversations were hello? Hello? Le- hello? I Yeah, we had a conversation at one point while I was in line for 
maybe five minutes and I heard you for the first like two of it without issue and then it was nonstop cutting in and out. I was like struggling to and hear that was, what you were saying. That was throughout the day where I could I couldn't even make a phone call unless I was connected to the AT and T Wi Fi, which was only like a fifty square foot radius <laughs> outside yeah. the media tent. And when did you actually walk through the doors? We of the park? walked okay. into the park at about twelve forty-five. Yep, we were in line for almost three hours, and you didn't get the rip, rip, the beeping. Nope, they were rushing people through. They barely looked at my bag. They didn't find the medication that I had in there. Nice. They barely looked in Becky's purse. They just opened it, moved my hoodie around, and went. All right, whatever. And gave it back to me and said, go ahead. And I went through. So for the two hours and 45 minutes you were in line, because yes. we talked a couple times. I was I, I called you at least probably two to three times during that. Yeah. And, and we I were, was texting. I tried to draw diagrams of where I was. <laughs> to, I, yeah, I the, couldn't tell the difference between your diagram and a ziggurat. That's how confusing it the was. Entire, That's pretty much what it was. <laughs> every, every conversation was with, with you, Mike, was nothing is working. Yeah. You could, and I can't catch anything. <laughs> to, to, it's like you were in some so, alternate so dimension. I, like, I, I felt nothing I, worked. I felt my mom was actually with you guys too. Yeah, I felt terrible because you guys were in line, but at the same time, we were doing nothing. Yeah, inside. there was so no we, point. We met some amazing people well. in line. There were there were two there were two girls behind us from Colorado that flew from Colorado to be here, and there was a guy from uh peoria illinois who was with us and we spent the whole time in line chatting with them and joking they were super nice they were super fun one of the girls from colorado had like the best attitude about everything that was happening just like really positive perspective and it it really significantly helped waiting in line for three hours but one of the jokes was i was updating them as you were updating me I was getting all the insider info on oh, what was sweet going info. on, uh, hey, including got, you, some you, things you that you haven't talked about. This guy runs yet. a Pokemon <laughs> podcast. At one point, I told them nobody inside has any service, and we were at the point where the, these lines were zigzagging, and anytime we went around a bend, that was like a milestone. So we were all like, "We made it around another bend," and we we're like, "We did it." And so then when we got to the end and it started to just be a straight line straight to the park, they were like, oh, we don't have any more bends. Now it's just a boring walk. And I said, it's okay. When we get inside, we won't have service. <laughs> and they went, another milestone. <laughs> and they said, I kind of just want to stay in line then because we have service out here and we can just keep talking and have a good time. And we don't have to worry about it. Oh, that's it's such a nice face. That on is it. really, really cute. <laughs> it was great. And then we got inside, and and that was it. And you never that saw was the that end of the again, day. Never again. <laughs> what we'll do is we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about uh, John Hankey coming out on stage, and and pretty much the day ending at that point. Yep. So we'll be right back. Leg tubes. Leg tube. Leg tubes. Tube. Leg tubes, leg tube, leg tubes, tube warmers, socks, socks, the phrase leg tube might be good, right? The phrase leg tube might be mm. leg tubes, leg tube, leg tubes, tube, 
leg tubes. Leg tubes. Leg tubes. Tube warmers. Well, then they're just leg tubes, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and we are back from our break. Let's talk about why we, we know Mike has spent most of the day in line, but let me let me add that it was in direct sunlight the entire time <laughs> and my forehead is completely burnt. Yes, I'm Becky looking at Becky is it. my wife is already super pale. She was completely roasted by the time we yeah. got home last night. Like two-tone roasted. Like sick burns roasted sick like burns. she could barely lay in bed because it hurt so much oh no i was completely fine now the reason (laughs) that we got so sunburned though is because one of the rules one of the the prohibited items was specifically that you couldn't bring sunburn into the park or sunscreen into the park you could bring plenty of sunburn in as we did (laughs) uh you couldn't bring sunscreen in unless it was sealed if we opened the sunscreen prior to getting into the park, Heck we yeah. had to just throw it out. Yup. If we were smart, we would have brought two sunscreen, one to open in line, use, and then throw away, and one to bring in that was sealed. Yes. But we're not smart. Yeah. We're sunburned. And I and I also want to add a little color, because I know what Steve wants to talk about next, that... uh. I didn't have a lot of problems connecting and staying connected when I was inside, and I didn't talk to a lot of you guys at that point, so (laughs) what comes next came as a little bit of a surprise to me. So there were definitely people in the park playing. Like me. Like the entire time. And I don't know if they were playing consistently the entire time because there were there was at a point will that you had issues. Yeah. Yeah. And then I put my cheat on that helped tremendously because you you VPNed out. Correct. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if more a lot like the people that were playing consistently like you also did that. Irene, I I didn't pay attention to any of these. But there were the challenge events throughout the day. Do you remember when the first one started? First one started at 11 o'clock. Correct. Prior to this, the main stage, I think about 10, 15-ish, called everyone over. They were like, everyone gather around the main stage so we can kick off Pokemon Go Fest. And at this point, I'm telling Micah, and Micah's still aligned, and he's like, I'm going to miss the first challenge. And I was like, well, I don't know if there's going to be a first challenge because... Unless they fix this in 45 minutes, yeah, all these players cannot connect. And when you well, said that, I thought you meant there's not enough people in the park yet to... Because like, I was not aware of these other issues. And I was like, there's not enough people in here to meet the challenge at well, this point. The first time I noticed issues was actually after the main... was during the main stage intro. Because... There were technical difficulties with the screens and their sound and all of that stuff when they were trying to come out and be like, hey, everyone, the screen was flickering and then it wasn't matching up. We're playing some bumping music. And (laughs) no, and he was trying to, and the lady was our DJ, and it was just like, actually, like it was just like not working. If anybody wants to go on my Instagram, one of my Instagram posts was the sick Chicago house beats. And it's about two minutes of the music we got to enjoy while we were waiting. I liked it. It wasn't bad. No, the DJ didn't play bad music. 
the first woman came out and i apologize i don't know her name i i looked her up prior because they they announced the three women and then mystic seven and i know two of those two of those females were professional commentators for some esports stuff and then the third one was a really big pokemon like she was super into pokemon go and then the fourth person was mystic seven they brought out one of them. I think it was Lindsay, maybe. Ma- if one of do I don't know. To be wanna... fair, I didn't know any of these people. I barely knew who Mystic Seven was. I same. Irene, do you want to describe what the crowd did when <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll call her Lindsay uh, when Lindsay came out? Let me ask first. When she came out, did they cut those sick beats? Yes. No more sick beats. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it might have been an undercurrent, not like as loud, but yeah, or did they no. cut it completely? Well, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't really having any issues, um, up until, like I was saying, when the intro came from the main stage. She was trying to get everyone pumped up and she was like, is everyone ready for Pokemon Go Fest? And it was just like, Boo. No, 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 no. The no, big boo like, did not start boo. yet. Well, they were like, they fix the game. They, they did, they did boo her, okay. but they were chanting, fix the fix servers, yeah. fix the servers. Yeah. Because she, because at some point she was like, let's give it up for Niantic. And I think that was when that, they was, yeah. the, that was the big boo. Because they were like, fix the game. We can't play. Boo. And like, I was so confused. And I was just like, <laughs> what, what is happening? Like, I don't understand. I, you know, she she stuck to her script, and she none of this is her fault or any of the other presenters' fault. I'd actually be curious to watch that Twitch stream now and like see in retrospect what happened because I heard that the Twitch stream was also just a disaster. That really? It wa- that oh, it wasn't, really? That it wasn't I, fun to watch. I, that well, it, I didn't. So. What I heard from people around the world, like literally as it was going on, people were messaging me and they're like, we don't understand what's happening, but it doesn't look that bad. What's going on? Right. So there's a difference in it doesn't outwardly look like there are problems as much as there probably were. And what you're saying in that it wasn't enjoyable to watch. Is that what people were oh, saying? Oh, because I, I, yeah, I got, like, it looks like everybody's having so much fun. Oh. Oh, <laughs> well, I didn't see, I didn't see any of I didn't of see that. any of it, but <laughs> it, you're saying that people said it wasn't, like, an enjoyable thing yeah. to watch? Yeah, I think even Joe from Cerebi was, was like, this stream is a disaster, and huh. some other people said that. I, I, I was trying to chat throughout, with people throughout the day, but... They were pretty much chanting, like, fix the servers, nothing's working, we can't, I think we can't play was another chant. Yeah. And they did this throughout Lindsay's entire script. I hope her name was Lindsay. Well, it is now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, very professional for her to, you know, you know, power through that, stick to the script, do what she needed to, but... It was a lost cause. Like they didn't want to hear any of what she was saying. No one. Oh no! No, no one no, did. No not. one was listening. No, no one was excited. She was trying to. You know, if the game was working, that script probably would have went over really well. Yes. Yeah. Then she introduced John Hankey, which is the CEO of Niantic, person directly in charge of Pokemon Go and Ingress. He came out to 
booze. Oh, yep, that hey. was that was the big one. I was mistaken earlier. I had heard too from someone who was watching the stream that they saw that people also at least one or one or two instances of people throwing stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's I heard terrible. That threw a water Which is at him. Yeah. not cool. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see that. I was. I mean, I was. I was filming it the entire time, so I was kind of looking at my camera yeah. screen, not the, not the audience. I didn't see that, but. He opened with thanking everyone for coming, and then more booze followed and more we can't play. Yep. And then he said, we know that we're having issues with our carriers, and we know we're having issues with the game. Niantic is working really hard to fix the game, and we're working really hard with carriers to fix the servers so you guys can play. And that was like the first cheer of just acknowledging it really put a lot of people at ease of like, okay, cool. You know, we just got in, the day's just starting, but what, what, what he said, what he said, and I think rang very true to how the whole day should have been. He said, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Don't worry. Like you'll be able to catch all the rare Pokemon. There'll be plenty of spawns. I think he mentioned Heracross. He's like, if you, if you missed Heracross, Heracross will be out throughout the day. And I was like, this, like this, feels real this doesn't feel like a script this like you were coming out anyways to say something yeah but it seemed like you adjusted and just kind of talked on the fly of like hey we know their server issues we're fixing it don't worry today will be really fun even if like to me at this at this point in time i'm thinking okay it might take them an hour or two to get the game but even if they get it fixed by one that's still six hours of playing yeah yeah we find out that that actually doesn't happen yeah and and finally, you so Micah got in. Everyone else got in. There was no line to get in anymore. Correct. We but, about but. maybe four hundred feet from the from the gate from the entrance lost service. Like we didn't even get in, and we already didn't have service. There you go. Once everyone was in, it didn't. The overall feel of the park didn't feel crowded. No. It felt like the amount of people they reserved and the park size they reserved felt comfortable. And another thing that when John Hankey came out, he said, you know, we were expecting rain all week. And so far, it's showing to be a beautiful day. And it was at that moment, beautiful. And then about 10 minutes later, it just turned into like a heat wave. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Significant. But, But also, the thing that I noted when Micah finally got in was the line to get out was yes. wow. not only the line to get out but also the line to the information booth with it was super long and all people who had their QR codes in their hands and looked very frustrated this is a, this is jumping a little ahead but when in the media tent when we were talking to the producer who was probably extremely communicative he was like I don't care if you record me I don't care if you write down what I say we're giving you the information to communicate with your fan bases or with other people. Like, that's why you guys are here, to communicate our message. Yeah. Uh, he said less than 4% of people actually had QR code issues. Okay. Wait. Is that what he said? Yes. He was a real soft talker. <laughs> and there were some people behind me who were talking loud. So I did yeah. miss some points. But also, we should explain to people who weren't there, the QR code Basically, what happened is when you got into the park, you would go to one of those special Poke Stops 
spin it, it opened up a QR scanner in Pokemon Go app. When you scanned your QR code... Or typed that, it in. Or, or typed in the number, sure. That is what basically turned on Poke, Pokemon Go Fest in your app and made you able to see all the special stuff that was happening inside the park so that people who were just walking around outside the park didn't see the special spawns or anything like that because they hadn't registered the QR code. So I know a lot of people were aggravated because they're like, I'm in, but I'm still not able to do Pokemon Go Fest because I can't even spin a Pokestop and scan my QR code. I think though your mom actually yeah had my some mom significant my mom QR couldn't code scan issues. it at all. I think though overall the QR code was a smart system. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. If it had worked, if it, it was, was like flawless, the it would have thing to do. Yeah, I don't know. I think less than four percent is pretty okay. I and mean, I th- I'm sure I, most of those. It's people... It's not so much the issue that you couldn't scan the QR code; it's that you couldn't, couldn't get, get into s- the game service. to scan the QR code. Yeah, because there was a there was a point where. I couldn't even launch the game anymore. Yep. And I, I couldn't even tell if it was like, okay, I'm on AT&T Wi-Fi. It's been working all day. Why isn't it working now? I feel so bad for you guys. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even remember the first challenge because as soon as John Hankey got off stage because he kicked off like, get ready for the first challenge. And he, I think he kind of explained what it was about. Everyone kind of walked away from that stage of like, uh, uh, okay, uh, we'll, we'll try. All right, so the first first challenge was to catch as many normal rock, electric, grass, fire, and water Pokemon as possible. But that's that was the whole challenge. That that was no, that was the first challenge. I think they originally were all supposed to be different, but because of the issues, they just kept it the same. And there were there was a meter that you were supposed. on the screen on the stage and you were and they were also in the tents if you walked into the tent the meters were there too but but also which i don't know if this is jumping ahead but they also had led screens like in front outside of each of the tents i don't know if you noticed because they didn't turn them on but i think those were supposed to track like how well each of the teams were doing for everybody to see i see and like the meters would show, oh, you know, Team Instinct is has caught the most fire Pokemon and is leading this. At challenge. one point before you guys got when when it was only like sprint early customers got in, inside the tents there were meters and there were leaderboards yeah. of being like uh Pitbull Dog Mom ha- has hatched the most eggs on instinct. Oh, I saw Dog Mom. I saw a guy who had won a bunch of medals. And like literally he had five medals at the Team Instinct tent for being like the Team Instinct player who caught the most fire Pokemon and and like different things oh, like that. Really? Which is like becomes really dubious when <laughs> it's like yeah. nobody else could play anyways. Right. But also one thing of just about the setup that I wanted to say was I was very impressed with how they did the physical setup, like the tents themselves, the equipment they brought, the like little Pokestop models that they set up. None of it looked cheap. No. Right? It looked like they had really put a lot into that physical structure. And they had huge like um, photo stations where it was like a phone and the screen was like clear, like clear glass with an overlay of like a Snorlax or something and you could stand behind it and I get did. a picture so it looked like you were in in the phone. 
There's a picture of me with a Cyndaquil in one of those. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask anybody that was playing before we got in and we couldn't get any service. There were specific stations throughout the entire park where it was like, this is the symbol for rock Pokemon. This is the symbol for uh, electric type. Yeah. Was that supposed to be like specific like rock pokemon would spawn I there think so electric yeah, pokemon would spawn there ever activated i think so because what i was saying earlier that by the media tent we were getting the same pokemon yeah like man chomp man chomp and teddy ursa teddy ursa and snubble but if i wanted different pokemon i would before the servers went down if i walked to a different end of the park i was seeing different pokemon yeah so I think it was designed to set up like you're always going to get at least Magikarp here. You're always going to get at least Geodude here, which is really nice for people who, hey, I've never seen a Geodude. I know at this end of the park, this is where the Geodude are. I can go get them. And my phone doesn't connect now, so never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never at any point until a little bit later did I have service really. I, I had it for maybe just a moment when we got in. We were by the media tent. I was able to catch a hair across. And from that point forward, it was impossible for me to get service I, I, at all. I would say the worst was your wife, who yes. couldn't get on the game she, to open. It crashed it constantly. She had to re-download the app. Dude, she had to use my phone. And my it still didn't phone. work. <laughs> it still was crashing so constantly. She would get in, find a Pokemon throw a pokeball and it would just crash even before that happened sometimes she would just get into the game tap something and it would crash i i left mid ch- mid first challenge because yeah. i looked at the leaderboard and it, it the bars weren't moving nope yeah and no one had any enthusiasm to complete the challenge mostly cuz they couldn't connect so i left i went back to my car i got my computer and I was like, I'm just going to upload the video of peop- of John Hankey coming out on stage because people were asking specifically for that. And I wanted to, this is the first time I was using this video camera. So I was like, well, if I'm going to continue using this video camera, I might as well look. So I, I walked to my car, got my computer, went to a Starbucks. I tethered my phone, started, I quickly edited a two minute video. It was like chop. Uh, attempt to edit sound because that oons, 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 oons just like destroyed everything sound wise and so I quickly uploaded it and then while I was there at the Starbucks there was a bunch of people with wristbands the the Pokemon Go wristbands and so while I was waiting for the upload somebody asked me what I was was doing because they saw all this equipment out on the Starbucks table and I was like oh I just uploading some video of of the Pokemon Go event, and they're like, "Oh, are you a reporter?" And I was like, "No, no, I just do a podcast." And then I had to explain what a podcast was. But these two uh, older women came in; and they were also talking to me, and they were they had the Go Fest, and I was like, "Oh, did you did you guys have any luck at the fest?" And they were like, "No, not at all. This is terrible." And I was like, "Oh, that's a bummer." They were like, we flew all the way from California to come. Like, we love Pokemon Go. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I noticed they had four phones. And they were like, we, we're on at and I, I asked, I was like, what service provider are you? Because I'm on at and They were like, we're on at and We couldn't connect. And I was like, oh, yep, 100% the same. And they said, we walked over to the Sprint store and bought Sprint phones because they were $100. And we want 
to make the most of this event. So another hundred dollars isn't that big of a deal because we already spent like a thousand dollars to get here. Yeah. And Sprint assured us that we would be able to play on Sprint because they're a sponsor of the event and they have everything taken care of. And so they bought Sprint phones with Sprint phone numbers to log in. And they were like, we can't, we can't even log in. Sprint doesn't work either. Wow. Sheesh. That's rough. But as I said multiple times throughout the day, right? Like I know what a sell on wheels, a site on wheels looks like because I have brought them into Georgetown and I did not see a single one on the outside of the park or on the inside of the park. So there was, they were not doing anything to augment signal. At one there. point, though, I, I pointed at... That's where they... I lo- went and looked at them. Those mm-hmm. were bolted into the ground. It's oh. where they like hang lights and sound equipment for uh, the stage. So They looked like uh, portable towers yeah. or whatever, but I guess they weren't. I was When I was walking back, so many people were just pouring out of the park, leaving. And it's only one o'clock now. Yeah. About. Get back into the park. And there, what you guys said earlier, there, the, there's zero line to get into the park, and there's a mile-long line to get out of the park because mm-hmm. they need to deactivate your wristband properly yeah. so oh, that yeah. you can so, get back in. So people understand there was an NFC chip in every wristband that you had to like place against a reader when you walked in and it bleeped green so they knew you were in there. You had to do the same thing when you walked out or you could not get back in. Which I don't understand why, but when we left, they also stamped your hand? Yeah, because all the technology was failing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, you know what? I actually know why. I didn't even think about it. Uh, When we came back in and they scanned us to get back in, there were people still there with the QR codes handing them out. And one guy walked up and said, I'll take a QR code. And the guy handing them out said, I-, I see the stamp on your hand. You're not getting another one. Wow. Oh, uh, that, makes, so that, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. That's actually really smart. It's like, this is the, the bump. This is the disappointing thing about the event. Almost everything was pretty well thought out. Like yeah. Getting in, the how the park was set up, where to go, like the state. I don't... I, Irene, did you see even Mystic 7 come out on stage? I mean, I was gone for like two hours, but... Like no. that was that was the big celebrity there. No, not from what I could see. I don't think so. Well, we saw him at the introductions. Yeah, but so the only people that come? were out on the stage itself, because I think they did. Uh, I felt like no one came out on video, stage ever. But the only people that I saw on stage was John Hankey and Lindsay. Lindsay, yeah, yeah. good old Lindsay. Oh, that video we saw. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's, it's very clear <laughs> that Niantic loves their Pokemon Go YouTubers. Because yeah. everyone there was a Pokemon Go YouTuber. Oh, like, there, the in, big the, people. in the media area. Yeah. yeah. We saw lots of YouTubers. Yeah. And we saw it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be an episode of It's Super Effective without mentioning Allegra Franks. Yes. Wow. She's so incredible in person. I was, I couldn't speak. I was in awe. <laughs> <laughs> she was really nice, yeah. But we 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 talked with her for a bit. She wants to be back on the show, so that's very exciting. Everyone in media was really nice. I met Trainer Tips, Nick, really great. Got like a five ten minute interview with him that will be on a separate podcast. I don't, I, I shouldn't say that because I haven't listened to the audio, so I don't know how. So just to mention Trainer Tips, because I don't think you were around to see this, but Irene, I think you were with me. 
It's like they were doing like the second big everybody come to the concert platform and we're going to do an announcement. And they're like, and we're going to show this video from Trainer Tips. And it started to play and the video was fine and the audio was incredibly distorted. So they only got to play about a minute and a half of it and they stopped it. It was really bad. Oh, weird. And I could, I didn't see it, but I could hear the audio. But at some point, I guess they fixed it because they played okay. the entire thing. All right. oh, I, I didn't see yeah. that. But I was just thinking, like, because I do these kinds of events, right? And AV is always so tricky. And I'm just amazed that they did not have that on 100% lockdown that, that could not go wrong the way that it did. Because that was just like, everybody was so excited. We're going to have a Trainer Tips video. Trainer Tips is here. And then it was like plane crash yeah. <laughs> when it came up. It was, I believe, a video about competitive gym battling was the... Oh, okay. I think when they played it, actually, was when we were split up. And because I remember hearing the audio for it, but we weren't over by the area at okay. that time. So when they replayed it, like I think I heard some of the audio and I was thinking that we should go back, but then it was kind of like, whatever, I'd rather go to the bathroom, so. <laughs> Irene, you were probably in the park more than, at one point, I thought you guys were all had it working, because I was like, where where is everyone? And you said you were at stop eight or something on the, there's like, inside the park, there was the main stage with the three tents, and then there was like this open field of muddy grass, and then there was like this more beautiful park on the other side, it's where like the street divided. Yeah. And so you guys were over there, and I was like, oh, cool. It sounds like things are working now, because it's, what was that, 2 o'clock? And yeah, so I walked, was... o- I walked over there. I couldn't find you, but w- did you guys walk and hit all those stops and actually catch Pokemon at that point? It was still, it was so in and out. I don't, I think the best service I ended up getting was actually after we left for the day. But at that time, um, for me, it was working fine. Um, I was able to catch an unknown at some point when we were over there in that corner. Um, did you want to, speaking of a known, unknown, did you want to tell them what the unknown spelled or like what kind of unknowns there were? <laughs> Irene's counting with her fingers right now. I think there were five. Six. Six. There are six. I don't know how to spell. Um, <laughs> they had a C, an H, an I, a G, an A, and an O. And it's spelled? Chicago. Whoa. But you needed another C. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've got two Cs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think all of us, I'm looking away from Steve. Uh, I think <laughs> all of us got all the available letters. I could spell Chicago like three times I, except I for O. I love this we look on his face right now. I'm so mad. <laughs> it's like we didn't so realize, salty. We didn't realize it spelled Chicago until I realized it as... As I was leaving for the day. Yeah. When I was still in the media tent, we were all talking about the unknowns we caught. And then it was like, oh, I think it spells Chicago. And because so, at some point, people were saying, oh, I caught a Z, but yeah, it that was, was actually just the G. G. Yes. And I, and I was confused because I caught a C and Irene told me it was an E. So I was like, no, I have an no, E. No, it was a C. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, when I told you, Micah, at dinner, I was like, hey, do you know it spelled Chicago? And you were like, oh, I want the rest of the letters. Well, because at that point, I was like, if it's random and it's just any of the 26, 
I, I'm not going to try and catch there's, all 26 here. Would they have had all 28 if... Uh, there's only 26 in, in the game, I believe. Yes, because ah, yeah, the so exclamation no. mark and the question mark oh, yeah. are Generation okay. 3. Yep. Which were in the original image. So if you look at the original image, I think you can use that as a really good basis for future images of they showed Heracross and they showed Unknown, and those were the two rare Pokemon at the event. The only two rare Pokemon. And they were spawning pretty frequently, and I think that's fine. Uh, I don't yeah. know, Irene, what do you what did you think of like only having those two rare Pokemon? I was expecting them to have more, uh, but again, I don't really know what I you was think like $25 is fine to guarantee that you're walking out with uh, Pokemon you can only get in Brazil and the southern tip of Florida and, and Mexico. And the rarest Pokemon in the game right now, which is unknown. Yeah, I, I would say. I think at that point, for a lot of people, it was like, I just want these two Pokemon so I can leave. <laughs> I, I actually said I would really only be happy at that point if I could catch. I had already caught a hair cross. I just wanted to catch an unknown. I didn't catch one until after we left at like seven o'clock. That's the other thing is when I got back after uploading the video, we got another producer meeting for the, in the media tent. I'm, get, I'm probably getting my times wrong, but this was the meeting where it was just to let you know. Everything is still planned for the rest of the day. The mystery event, a.k.a. the legendary event, is still planned for 6 o'clock. We're still going to go through all the challenges. Uh, we're still working to get the cell providers up. We're still working on the game. So, you know, just go through as normal. We understand that this is really frustrating. We're still planned for the rest of the day, though. And then the next conversation we had with the producer was... What we're doing now is we're extending Heracross and Unknown in a two-mile radius outside of Chicago. Well, the way he put it was they're extending everything for the Go Fest, yeah. whatever applied. But, uh, uh, let's be honest. People only cared about Unknown and Heracross at that uh, point. But also the spinners, the Pokestops that let you scan the QR You're code right, were also extended. People were having trouble scanning the QR codes there, so they yeah. could go outside the event and scan a, any of the stops. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's kind of nice. Um, they also, I believe, extended the range for what activated the to hatch eggs. So, so it made hatching them faster. Go ahead. Yeah, the distance for 2K eggs ended up being 0. 0.2, 0. 0.7 kilometers. But I'm pretty sure that that was because there were three tiers for the... The challenges. challenges. Yeah. It was bronze, silver, and gold. And gold was the one that unlocked the mystery challenge or whatever. But I actually wanted to mention, I don't think if any of you saw it, I'm also not sure if it's real, but um, apparently they changed the numbers, the milestone numbers for each tier because it wasn't working. And it was up on a screen and someone got a picture of it. Oh, all right. I didn't huh. see that. Of them changing the numbers. I saw it on Slack, but I'm not sure... We talk about the the raids real quick because what was really cool, and this was before the disappointment set in, is at about 9.45, there were Pikachu raids. There were three Pikachu raids, and they were 15 minutes long. And I was like... I think all of the raids were 15 minutes yeah, long. Yeah, all the raids were... Yeah. Which was really smart to be like, okay, 15 minutes, you know, get 20 people. Every one of these raids will be accomplished because of yeah. how many people are there. Yeah. Minus the fact that nothing worked, so none of them were accomplished. Yeah. But... There were Pikachu raids, and I was like, this is really cool. I'm, 
we've never gotten a Pikachu raid. It's probably just a normal breathtaking Pikachu, but it because now Pokemon Go shows you what ball you caught it in, it would be really cool to go, oh, look at this Pikachu. It's in a Premier Ball, which means I did a raid that was only at this event. Like, it is another quote-unquote hat Pikachu, except now it's like a ball Pikachu. It's just cool. It would have been cool to do, but nothing of that worked. And I know I did see, like, Tyranitar raids and stuff pop up, but it was outside the AT&T range that I was getting service in. But that was, that was pretty much for the raids. We get another chat with the producer. This point, it's... I'm kind of jumping... I'll, I'll jump ahead, but pretty much... Niantic came out on stage. John, John Hankey. Well, let me back up again. John Hankey was out there all day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you can boo that the games aren't working. You can chant, fix the servers. They don't need to hear that. They know. Right. <laughs> They're not unaware of what is no happening. No one at Niantic wanted this event to fail. I actually said when we were walking, Becky and I were walking through the muddy field, and we were both very disappointed, and she looked even more disappointed because she just wanted to she couldn't even get into the she like yeah it was just crashing constantly i said i do kind of feel bad for everybody that was planning this because it looks like looking across the park from that field everything was so incredibly well thought out yes. like the yes. stations look cool the like spawn point stations looked like they would have been cool everybody looked like they th- thought this was good and thinking about the trailer that we watched the night before like they really thought this was going to be a super fun event yeah and i can't imagine the heartbreak behind the scenes when you're like oh it's actually a disaster oh, but is- you know what's even better right because this is somebody's job right they mm-hmm. put a lot of work into it as their job and they're like i'm working really hard probably people working overtime making sure like i'm gonna make sure this is the best event ever and you know what's gonna happen tomorrow they're gonna get yelled at yeah and it's like i put in all that extra work something broke and now i'm gonna get my bulbasaur handed to me well here here's the thing niantic has done dozens of these events all over the world before for ingress yes so john hankey specifically said when i was because i got to talk to john hankey for a little bit the person I think it might have actually been Allegra that was in front of me, and I forget what question she she asked, but the response was, we just had an event in Japan for Ingress that was 10,000 people that worked flawlessly. And so if you're Niantic and you do the math, okay, just double everything we did there. We're going to bring 20,000 people instead <laughs> of 10,000. So this is what we had at the event. Just double that. That double double doesn't work. No, it's, <laughs> it's like cooking. You can't it's, it's a bit the... more sophisticated. It's like if you want that. if you want your steak cooked faster, you just increase the temperature half the time. Oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah. definitely. That, that here's, here's a trick, kids. If you want more Wi-Fi, doubling the number of access points doubles the amount of interference between those two access points. There it, it is. doesn't work like Inside that. Inside tips. But they've, pr- they've proven that they can do big events like yes. this. Between his announcements that he did, he was literally sitting on stage all day just talking to fans and talking to people, and that's so respectable. That's yeah. so, yeah. like, a lot of 
people would hide behind the curtain or be back there yelling at their employees, like, fix this. And even I heard him say at one point, all this technical stuff, I don't understand. So I trust my team that they're doing the best work that they can do. There's nothing more I can wow, say. What a humble slam against his team. He's well, like, I didn't know anything. But Those like, dudes who messed it up. Well, like, what are you going to go back there and tell them? Fix the internet? They know yeah, to fix, fix the, the internet. internet. <laughs> I definitely have a lot of respect for that guy after yesterday, after seeing him like sitting on the stage and talking to people and being involved when it was a mess and trying to like like boots on the ground talk to people who were upset and try and make them feel better about it even though it didn't really help too much it I was think it, it helped, was cool I think see. it helped for those people that took the time to meet him yes. I think it absolutely, oh, absolutely helped those people I mean didn't help in terms of like the service didn't get any better but yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah so long story short pretty much they were not able to solve the problem within the time frame of the park I think it was about 4.30 when they decided to throw in the towel completely on it. So they announced this earlier, but I'm just going to sum it up all in one because pretty much they repeated the same thing at 4.30 with the with the addition of we're kind of done for the day. Yes, exactly. Uh, but the John Hankey came out in the afternoon and the first thing he said is, we understand, this was before they, they threw in the towel, but we understand that we're still having connectivity issues. We are still working extremely hard to fix it as fast as possible. But what we're going to do is we're going to refund everyone's ticket to get in. And the crowd erupted in cheers. They yes. were very excited for this. And I was like, you know, that's that's really humble. Like, to me, if they didn't refund the ticket, me walking away with one unknown and one hair cross and meeting all the people there, like, that was worth it to me. I was pretty consistently like, this is not worth it to me. <laughs> I was prepared to put up a fight to get a refund for my sure, ticket. Sure. See, I wasn't, I wasn't in that boat. Irene, you didn't pay any money because I bought your ticket, but how, <laughs> how did you feel at that point? Uh, I thought it was smart. I felt really bad for the people that went and spent all their, like, they bought their tickets off eBay and stuff because yeah. it's like, well, that sucks because right. I still spend I don't necessarily feel but like, it. But, Irene, you and I saw, I think you were with me, this one guy who was just, like, furious. And he said, I spent $300 yep. on my ticket. I took off work today. I'm going to lose $250 for my work. And I paid so much for the parking. And these people are messing me over and everything. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, these are all choices you made. It was a $30 ticket for, you know, what you a should have expected. nine-hour event. Yeah. Yeah. I still feel bad, though. I, I, I mean, I have yes. a hard time feeling bad for people who paid scalper prices, but... Uh, I, well, I mean, more like the people that... More the people that traveled, traveled. and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that, I totally... Yeah. Definitely. I mean, they, they, like you said, there was somebody who flew all the way from Germany. Yeah. There was a guy I talked to that came from Brazil... And he was actually one of the things he said was he was hoping that when they said they teased international Pokemon that there would be more than Heracross because yeah, he gets yeah. Heracross where he lives, so he didn't care. Yeah. So, uh, but what, kind of what I'm saying is like be mad that or angry because 
things didn't work out, but don't necessarily be mad at Niantic because you spent $550. Or you decided yeah. not to work that day. Yeah. And because yeah. you didn't work, you didn't make $250. Yeah. Like, that's not Niantic's problem at all. So then the second thing that John Hankey said after the refunds, which seemed to go over very well with the audience, is that they were going to credit everyone there with $100 worth of Pokecoins in the game. I think there was louder cheers for yeah, that. Definitely. It was very, very happy. So this is kind of where the scalpers get a little bit screwed. Because when you got the wristband, you had to go to PokemonGoLive.com slash wristband, and you had to register an email address, your phone number, and then your name. And You did this, right, Micah? Yep. And so when I did it for Will and my mom and Irene, I put their email addresses in and their phone numbers, and then everyone's emergency contact was me. Not that that mattered, because that was only for the kids, but you had to fill it out anyways. Yeah. Even if you paid $300 for a ticket, which you shouldn't have. Yes. You're getting $100 of in-game credit, which I think is smart from a marketing aspect because it really doesn't cost them any money. But it also ensures that their hardcore fans, 20,000 people that really liked Pokemon Go, kind of gives them incentive like, okay, today was a bummer, but I have this in-game cash now and that's going to keep me playing. And while there were some people that walked away really angry, and no matter what they said, what they did, I don't think they would have been happy regardless. Yeah. I think those two announcements there fixed a majority of the day for people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, not everybody, but I well, think. But also, like I said, there was, was nothing that he could have said that would have made everyone happy. Right. But, I, but I think also the last announcement we got at the press conference also helped a tremendous which amount. was the extension the two mile extension no the time extension oh yeah so originally so the third part of that was we're, we're refunding your tickets we're giving you a hundred dollars worth of pokey coins and we're extending the radius for two miles and then when we rehad this conversation with the producer at like 4 30 yeah it was okay here's what's happening we're pretty much done for the day. Everyone in the park can continue being in the park till 7. The keep, event will still go. Keep in mind at this point, there had been no discussion of the like final big challenges. Yes, yes. Right. We, we heard around like 2 o'clock that the final challenge was still scheduled. Yes. You know, people can still hang out in the park. So can still enjoy what they can enjoy if they can connect. Uh, we are going to extend Heracross Unknown and the two-mile radius we said earlier until Monday morning, which for people who are you know staying in Chicago Saturday night into Sunday or Sunday into Monday, that's really awesome. There were a lot of people that left on Friday night or Saturday night, I should say, which don't get to take advantage of that. But if you got your Heracross, you got your Unknown, it's probably, I mean, you're just playing the game at that point Yeah, with those Pokemon. Uh, this, the stops, the eggs, all that stuff works until Monday morning with the two hour radius. They also said we're canceling the six o'clock challenge. It was supposed to be Lugia, which was actually a surprise. I thought it was going to be Mewtwo. Yeah. yeah. I thought for sure. Like I thought it was a given it was going to be Mewtwo, but Lugia's cool. Yeah. Lugia's cool. I'm I like surprised Lugia. how many people cannot say Lugia, right? I shouldn't be talking as somebody who butchers Pokemon names, but. But even even the producer of the event mispronounced it. Yeah. Wait, what, what did they <laughs> what say? The, he called it Lugia. Oh, oh really? Not Lugia? Yeah. That's weird. Well, that's a G. G. Lug Lugia? Yeah. He was so nice, though. That's not like a 
I, I like when people say Pokemon. My mom. <laughs> what did my mom call Sudowoodo? Your mom called Sudowoodo Scootaloo. Scootaloo? Scootaloo. She, she also called Dodo Dudo. She called Womper or <laughs> she called Whooper Womper. Womper. Yeah. I think she actually nicknamed her Whooper Womper. All right. Which I mean, is also really good. Uh, I want to get my mom on the show one day. She was not having the... It should just be an hour of the two of you saying Pokemon names. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she called... I remember she called Vaporeon Vipermon. Yep. Vipermon, yeah. Uh, oh, she, Irene said... she called. What did she call Scyther? She called Scyther Slytherin, and then two seconds later, she was like, oh, no, that's from Harry Potter. <laughs> and I was like, oh. When we were at Target, she called Vaporeon Vaporman. Which is really good. It's <laughs> really good, too. It's like the best meme. These are all good nicknames. You can name your Pokemon. And then they said... They said that... Lugia was supposed to be the six o'clock, and because Team Mystic won the challenges, that Articuno was the other bonus Pokemon for the night. There were multiple people when I was walking around at the end of the day that said the reason that Mystic won is because the Mystic Tent is the only spot in the park that had consistent service. And I said, there's no way that's true. And I went over there. Instantly, I had service, I, and I could what? play really? the game. It was, yep. it was See, in a corner. I was in a Tyranitar raid. I caught a Lapras. It was, yeah, it was in a corner, and it was, the, I think, the corner that faces Millennium Park. Yeah, yep. it was the farthest tent away yeah. was the Mystic. See, I stopped going to Mystic because as soon as I got into that open, muddy field, I didn't have any service. Yeah. I had no service on my phone. It was the only spot that was consistently you could get in. So and I guess if okay. I would have kept walking, I would have reconnected. Yeah. The other bonus that we didn't mention is that because the legendary raid, the 6 o'clock mystery challenge was canceled, that everyone who scanned a QR code would get Lugia in their account for free, which is cool, which is great, but Mm -hmm. also it's like, I just got this. I feel like a lot of moments in Pokemon Go is like, I remember exactly when I got Hitmonchan. I remember my first raid. I remember... Uh, doing a Charizard raid. I remember doing a Venusaur raid and having old people threaten to call the cops on me because we parked in their parking lot. I like remember getting Lantern for the first time with Micah when we were on bikes. Like getting Pokemon at certain points in time are is like the appeal. So to just to have something appear doesn't feel. Yeah. It's not the same experience at and, all. And even more than that, right? People were hyped up by that video. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. it was like, we're going to have 20,000 people rating simultaneously. It's going <laughs> to be so boss. We watched the video, and, and Irene was like, this looks so cool. I can't wait for this tomorrow. And I said, <laughs> I seriously doubt that anybody's going to be cheering and pumping their fists. And she said, you don't know. Just wait. <laughs> Well, and then when I was standing in line, people, she people texted were cheering me and, said, and pumping their fists when they got unknown. They were hyped. All right. A- a- by the time I got unknown, I was just like, finally, I can go home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> and then the 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 final announcement the, with the when the when they were throwing in the towel, they were like, we're going to roll out legendary raids globally in the next 24 to 48 hours. And there were follow-up questions, but the, the response was, this wasn't planned, but because of today, we just want to get these legendary raids out as soon as possible for people. And that's why we're rolling out globally. Yep. So I'm assuming that there was going to be like a week or two weeks where only people at Pokemon Go Fest had these legendary Pokemon. 
which is fine. Like a lot of like games do that where it's like, oh, you were at the event, you get this early, but we'll give it to everyone eventually. It's just this is your little early access bonus. Yeah. When we were leaving the park at seven, it was probably seven oh five and the first raid popped and it was there was no timer to it. It just showed up. It was Lugia and it had a two hour countdown. Yeah. So normally raids have an egg and that egg has a two, two hour countdown before you see what it is, and then you have an hour to complete it. Yeah. This was just Lugia spawned, and it was two hours, and people were losing their minds. We were like, it's like this- the it's like the fest never. It's like the fest just started. Yeah, it was like a, this was the beginning. We were on our way to the ISE meetup, and we. S- we saw your tweet that said this Lugia raid popped here, and we Jeff liter- and I... We were literally 15 feet from the door we, to the restaurant. We were there. We were much. there, and then we saw the tweet, and I was like, take my phone. Like- <laughs> so the misunderstanding, though, was when when Jeff saw the tweet, he said, the Lugia raid just popped at the event, and I was like... Well, we're going back, right? Well, it, well, it was it's, to be fair, just so clarification, it wasn't at the event. It right. was near the event. It was at the huge fountain from what is that fountain that was married, the married with the children. Buckingham fountain, I think. Yep. Yeah. Married with children fountain. Yeah, yep. exactly. What? So that was the confusion though, because when we got there the nineties show. I, I know what the that fountain is. From the opening yeah, and where they get flush the toilet. Oh, okay. Yeah, what's 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 his name? Uh Al Al. Al Al, yeah. So only 90 kids will remember <laughs> that show. So when we got back there, I was like, oh, this isn't because we got a lift. We we had just walked all the way to this restaurant. It wasn't that far. It was like and a we were like, minute walk. We got to get over there. So we took a lift that showed up the second we hit it and went back to it. And I was like, oh, it's not at the event. It's outside of the event. And then I looked around in the game and I was like, oh, they're everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So does what happened for me make you feel a little salty about that lift? What or happened? Do you not you? realize what happened? No, what happened? So Steve and I were walking from the exit, right? Yeah. And we passed the fountain Lugia. And I was like I was like, we should do this, but we should also get to the event because that's important. No, you said my phone is at five percent. There's no way I can do this that's raid. True. I'm just going to the restaurant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But also at that point, I was like, we're getting Lugia in a couple yeah, as days. As a distribution, yeah. So it doesn't matter that much. So we kept walking down Michigan Avenue, and then we noticed there was another Lugia raid as, as we were going. And I had 13% on my phone, and Steve was still like, I only have 5%. He left. I stayed. I told I, you to stay. Yeah, I, I've never done a raid before, so I stayed, and I did it. And it literally took like three minutes. Yeah, it was um, very quick. And got that done. And so I was like, oh, I got Lugia first out of everybody. Get wrecked, <laughs> whatever, you all. I kept walking towards the restaurant. A Lugia raid popped directly across the street from the restaurant. Yep. And I got my second Lugia, like, just sitting outside before yeah. I walked in. And, and I, I walked, was, that's when I had battery then. And I was like, yeah. okay, I don't feel bad. Because I... All these people came out to the meet out meetup. Yeah. But I was like, I told them all, there's a Lugia raid right across the street. We all just ordered food. So yeah, I didn't even cross the street. We're still <laughs> waiting for the food. So we crossed the street, did the Lugia raid. It took like five minutes. Yeah. We walked back and it was fine. It seemed like, and there's no clarification on this as of we're recording. If you 
scanned a QR code, it was pretty much an instant catch. Oh, yeah. It was an instant catch. One One ball, that's it. And it seemed people that didn't scan the QR code, it was dark red for them. Yeah. Because I was, we were, there were people in Slack from like Seattle and from like Pennsylvania, and they were saying that it was almost impossible to catch, and no one in their groups were catching them. So it could have also, wait, that were in, in Chicago? Or? Pennsylvania and Seattle. Yeah, the, oh, the legendary yeah. spawns are everywhere. Everywhere yeah, yeah. It was global. So it could have been that it was the two mile radius was just. See, I don't, catch, I don't think but... so because there were people at those at those raids that couldn't yeah, catch right. them as well. No, the one that we went to at Buckingham Fountain, they said there was a guy there that said he couldn't catch it. So right, which doesn't make sense. Yeah, unless it only makes sense if he didn't scan a QR code. Yeah, uh, which also then doesn't like that also. Kinda doesn't feel good to be like, we're giving you a legendary Pokemon, we're giving you Lugia. By the way, five minutes after the event ends, and, and pro- I'm not I'm not saying that they shouldn't have done it because props to them for rolling it out as fast as they did, and it actually worked. Yeah. To go, we're giving you this really rare legendary Pokemon. Here are five that you can now see and that you can instantly catch. There's like without something, issue. There's eh. something weird about that. To like, but, okay, now if I go into a future raid, I'm going to have five Lugias to but- do. I, when I did the first one, right, there were probably a hundred people around and this dude had his camera on a selfie stick and he was like, I'm doing a video. It's the first Lugia raid. They did a countdown. They were so pumped. But out of all the YouTube videos and all the people saying first Lugia raid, who was the real one? (laughs) How many arrows are in that thumbnail? But it doesn't matter. Just it gave people the experience of the legendary raid that they didn't get in the park. That's true. Exactly. Well, and that's uh, the same thing that you said. And I said it when when we got to the restaurant, as soon as those raids popped, everybody that was upset about the fest suddenly was no longer upset. Yeah. I, I do want to say as like a PSA though, for that Articuno raid, it was a mess. Like it was in, it was down a street in the middle of downtown Chicago, and there was traffic and people. There were so many people there that had zero like mindfulness of the Don't rest of the city. The they were standing in the street. They were blocking traffic. They didn't care about anything. There was a truck that was trying to make a delivery. They blocked the alley so he couldn't get out. He was screaming at people to move. Everybody ignored him. Nobody moved. No, everybody was like laughing about how, how cool it was, was that the they spot? were blocking everything. Where was the spot that was blocking? Like, how is it overflowing into traffic? What what was it? It was, was it a, like a side statue? street. Not not where. No, it was a side street. It was at a a gym that was, I guess, a theater, right down the street from Buckingham Fountain. And it was a uh not a like a huge street like Michigan Avenue was. It was a side street. And so it was super easy for everybody to spill into the street. And it was more that the attitude was, look at how cool this is that we're blocking everything because there's so many of us and less look at how much of a disruption to the city we're being. And that doesn't bode well for like future yeah. events yeah. when the city is like, you got it, it devolved into chaos. Why would we want this to happen again? Or why want, would we You don't want, want to be a Milwaukee County. <laughs> park yeah exactly <laughs> start removing stops and stuff don't ha- don't give the city council a reason to get mad about the game uh irene can you tell us about the meetup i mean you were you were really the one that planned the meetup i mean i i, I found a bunch of places i sent them over to you i was like call fun fact 
if there's any meetup or anything that involves a single phone call, Irene's usually in charge of it. <laughs> that is true. Uh, uh, but you you were there. You held on the fort at the meetup. You greeted everyone. You got everyone situated. A lot of people actually didn't show up, which is a bit of a bummer, but I totally understood because... There are a lot of people that left like, early. Left at like four o'clock. Yeah. And so they went home for the day. So to come yeah, back downtown yeah. Chicago, for like I, I get it. I understand. But there were some awesome people that came out. Everyone was so nice. But tell, tell us about the meetup. I don't know. It was really good to see a bunch of people. Um, I got to meet uh, people like Pete, who I've never actually met in real life. But I mean, the Internet, everyone there was super cool. I remember uh, Shannon was there for a little bit. I think Adam. Is I'm really there. bad with names. Um, so. Jeff. There are two Jeffs. Yeah. Um, Todd was there because we saw Todd. Yeah, most Todd of the was day. there. He's so we, awesome. I kept seeing Todd, Todd in the... line while we were zigzagging our way. We, <laughs> Todd, Todd was we were easy to find because he had an ISC shirt on. Yeah. Yep. So what? What kind of restaurant was it? It was called Burger Bar. It, it was, was really was, good. It was the burger bar. Yeah, I love they had burgers. really good food, so I highly recommend it. Uh, it this episode of It's Super Effective sponsored by Burger Bar. <laughs> <laughs> Why were they so willing to set aside half the restaurant for us with no down payment? Because no I'm very yeah. charismatic. Payment? Huh? I very guess charismatic. you worked your magic. Uh, or is oh, it because their AC wasn't working? Oh. What? At- I thought like, oh, no, was they, no they, they, said, they said something about that. Like, right, they apologized. And she was like, I'm really sorry. Like, this just happened this uh, okay. morning. I was like, yeah. they were like, no, was, hey, we'll get these suckers here. Um, <laughs> I actually didn't even notice. I didn't really notice until I like. I was so hot at that point. I didn't point. notice yeah. until I started eating. All right. So I don't understand because. I'm the only person, literally, who ate my entire hamburger and all of my truffle fries. Excuse me, I ate all my food. Okay, okay. (laughs) I did not. Like, I know Steve only half of his burger and none of your fries. He never, he always does that. Yeah, that's about, that's about usual for me. dude. What was your issue? (laughs) Let's wrap up here. I talked to a bunch of people at the meetup. I talked to a bunch of people outside the meetup, even random people, and I just asked even during the Lugia raid, I was like, did you guys feel the event was worth it? And no, everyone said yes. While it might have seemed on Twitter being being terrible, being a disaster, being like Firefest, being like the fest where the kids peed in the ball pit. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what fest that was. I just heard about the issue. Dash-con. It was Dashcon. Yep. I do feel like Twitter kind of blew up in like it's not as bad as everyone's making it out to be because again i i'm not saying that people didn't walk away angry i saw plenty of people walking away angry or disappointed or frustrated but a lot of people i talked to they were just like yeah this is worth it despite the issues like getting unknown getting hair cross the big thing i heard over and over again was just meeting all these people doing the lugia and doing the raids at seven which was an hour after scheduled, but still seemed to work pretty well. Like, that all seemed really great for people. That and- goes right into what how I felt about it, though. By 2 o'clock or whatever it was when we went to lunch, I was furious. I was in Potbelly, and it people was- were asking me if I was all right, and I was, like, shouting about how mad I was, about how much of a disaster this was, how frustrated I was for Becky, who I dragged here. And I mean, she came because she wanted to come. But I'm so glad I missed that. I was super mad. And there was a guy behind us at the table who I overheard say, that guy's blown up about the Pokemon <laughs> thing. 
and I was I was mad, and I left, and I like went and walked to Walgreens, and like took a break and walked it off a little bit, and then at that point, I talked to Becky, and I was like, "Look, we paid a lot of money for this weekend. We're here. Well, you didn't pay a lot of friends. money compared to people traveling no, from right. California. Absolutely not. Or, like you drove. Absolutely not. You drove, no, so we you, drove. We paid, paid thirty. We paid thirty two bucks for a parking spot. We paid gas, for gas. We paid food. Uh, 40 bucks to load up you our get those toll thing. 80 cent ponchos. Got to get those 80 cent ponchos. Got to get. No. And I mean, it, it. yes, comparatively, we didn't pay. N- we paid nothing compared to Lost the people. Lost $250 because you took the day off work. <laughs> and I blew up at Potbelly because they don't have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches yeah, what's anymore. Up with that? We, oh, we don't need to talk about that. Mm. So, okay, so, so after my, all- my experience then was after after I got upset, I went outside and I walked it off and I talked to Becky and I said, look, we we paid a lot to be here. At, at this point, we just need to make the best of it. We need to make the best of what we have left. Let's try to like have fun and try to catch stuff if we can't we can't let's go look at the rest of the park because up until this point we the only area of the park that i saw was outside of the media tent where i got service and back in the corner where the porta potties were when will and i walked over there <laughs> to try and get at&t wi-fi and it still didn't work i walked around i saw the park that's when we found out that mystic had the the mystic tent was the only place that had service we tra- we caught lapras's and becky was you know excited to actually be able to catch stuff at one point we tried to do a tyranitar raid and it failed because it booted a million people out yep and then from that point on when we left we found a porygon and we found an unknown and we found all this stuff we found hair crosses and we started catching stuff and then the the raids popped and that was exciting we got to the meetup and we were chatting with all these cool people and having a good time and then, it, you know, even when we went to the Venusaur raid and it glitched out and I couldn't do that, I was still in a really good mood again. And after that, then we started walking around for the rest of the night until like 1130 or whatever it was. Yeah, we probably walked around for about two hours. Trying yes. to catch Unknown and just just playing the game. And that, it like, hanging out with everybody and catching things and having fun, that's what I expected the day to be. And while I was upset that the actual fest was such a disaster, the rest of the day and what we made of it was what made it worth it to me. Being able to see everybody and experiencing the stuff after the fact, my frustration is just that it's a shame that that didn't happen earlier in the day. Yeah. That that wasn't the festival. That we had to be outside of the festival to have that kind of fun and that it wasn't taking place inside of the actual park. But by the end of it, I was happy. I was, it was a good day and for the most part. So it was worth it to you. It was worth it after the fact. Eventually it was worth it. (laughs) It, It's hard to say for sure, for me at least, because it's, it's one thing without the other. It, without the fest, we wouldn't have been able to do all of the, the stuff that we did after the fact, but we didn't do any of the thing that we did after the fact at the fest. So it's like, it kind of it kind of equaled out, I guess, but right. I still had a good time by the end of it. Give me your overall thoughts on the event. Um, I'm still really not sure. I was thinking about that earlier. Like, I didn't have. Are you sunburned? Absolutely, just all over. <laughs> I'm just completely red. It's terrible. I got so dark in the sun. Yeah, like I was really irritated. I don't think I ever got mad during the day. Um, it was just kind of like this is a bummer. Uh, and I felt really bad for a lot of people that weren't able to get the experience that they wanted. I, 
like as Micah was saying, I think that the post fest events redeemed the rest of the day. Even it kind of just resolved a lot of the like disappointment that I had. I think I was disappointed in the fest rather than yeah that's, anything else. That's I mean that's a good way to say it. Like I'm not mad at Niantic. I wasn't chanting. Well, you were Fix mad at one game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was mad, but I was mad because of how disappointed I was in how shot the day was it wasn't that i was upset with niantic because i don't know enough about it to know whose responsibility it was i do i don't think we said this but i want to be clear that the main issue was actually just connecting to your service provider there was very few instances where the game actually didn't work right Unless uh, it was crashing constantly. Yeah, yeah. But that could have been a data exchange, right. right? So if you couldn't exchange the data, the game's like, I'm going to give up. Yep. It, it was mostly the actual cell service because when I was on Wi-Fi, it worked flawlessly the entire time. There was maybe only 10 minutes on Wi-Fi where it just wouldn't load. And I bet that's when they were forcing or switching servers or pushing, pushing the updates they were trying to do to fix the game. The the clear issue seemed to be internet service providers. I don't know. When I was able to connect with my LTE, I am on Sprint. Like, I was fine, but then my game... Well, you know, they were like, a sponsor like, like, of the show. Well, like, <laughs> I couldn't... Like, my game was just bugging. Sometimes I would be connected to Wi-Fi and my game wouldn't load. And sometimes it would be loaded, but then I couldn't click on anything. Or I could click on something, but then it would just sit there and freeze... Um, I mean, it, it could have been a 50-50. Like, like, the service provider, the cell service providers and the authentication servers might have been in, at the same time like yeah. having issues contributing, and then and that becomes exponential. Irene, I drag you everywhere. If they do another Pokemon Go Fest in, you know, Nevada. They would never do Nevada. I don't think so. Las Vegas? No. Watch them do Nevada now. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Vegas I- is dope. Would you oh, go God, to a so second one? Yeah, I would definitely go. I would go. Because I, I think that it can't be as bad as what happened no, yesterday. I agree. Like, I, I think we're on an upswing. So We said that yesterday, too, and we were like, well, if they do another one, who would go? And I was like, well, this is their first one. They're obviously going to learn from this. Yeah. People, I think people are understanding enough to kind of... Some. Yeah. And if you're not, like, okay, well, you will. must be sad. Give uh-huh. me your hot take for the day. Uh, I mean, it was interesting for me, especially because this is like such an abnormal travel thing for me. It was like, it was so last minute that I would like left, uh, arrived in Chicago on the same day. My expectations weren't too high because I'm not a hyper Pokemon Go player. I'm yeah. super casual about it. I don't really, I'm not so worried about completing my Pokedex or anything like that. So I recognized the disappointment in I had expectations of seeing not necessarily like special Pokemon, but like that having the challenges be fun and interesting things to do. You you get new kind of games to play with the people that were there that would make it special. And like none of that happened. Would I do it again? It depends on the cost and the effort that it takes. Right. Can you, you've been to like nationals and, and regionals and stuff like that. Can you compare the two for people? I uh, actually was talking to somebody about that. And I think the big difference is at like US internationals now, it's 
really people who are dedicated to TCG and VGC and have put a lot of time into that. And it's not as diverse of a crowd. I mean, you're not getting a lot of older people in the TCG and VGC area where in Pokemon Go, you've got that full range of ages. You, I mean, kids to like your mom, who's older than me, who are really invested in it. And I think that's more of a focal point for them that they just like they are Pokemon Go is everything. So I think that's what kind of created more of the tension for the event. But also this was probably about five times larger than any national championship, right? National championship is about 4,000, 5,000 people. You have to earn your way in. There's also really nothing to do at those events. As weird as that is Dude, to say, you hang out in downtown Indianapolis. Yeah, you do, but like, <laughs> like they don't even usually bring official Pokemon Center stuff there. It's like no, when I yeah. when I talk to kid who kid Stark who went to U.S. inter whatever they're calling it Nash internationals. internationals. I was like, did they bring Pokemon Center this time? Because they do bring Pokemon Center to Worlds. Yes, and he was like, no, it's all third party vendors selling stuff from China, and I was like. Why are they missing that opportunity? And like, I don't want to buy that stuff. And then when you're there, you're either competing all day and it's exhausting. Yes. And you're lucky if you're going to get a lunch and you're usually behind schedule. And there are side events, which are fine, but some of those cost money to enter. Yes. And besides that, there's nothing to do. So at least, even, even everything was broken. I still felt like there was. Like I could still connect to Wi-Fi, I could still catch Pokemon here, or I or I could walk just two blocks outside of the event, and I could still actually play Pokemon Go normally. Yeah, yeah. And I think actually what I didn't get across clearly was at U.S. Nationals or at a regional, the people who go to those are Pokemon fans. They just mm, they there's love- a lot of TCG players that don't really? know. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree I with just, that. I just because when I think of like Pokemon Go, because a lot of, of the TCG more... players are like ex poker players or like Magic oh. the Gathering players, and so they're like, I don't, I didn't know this Pokemon. Anyway, that's a different conversation. But continue. yeah, because I just think like there's a lot of people who are Pokemon Go players who don't care as much about the Pokemon. I would agree but with more that. about the Pokemon Go game. Yes, I would agree, and with that. that changes the nature of the crowd. I would almost say that's evidenced by just playing Pokemon Go in Milwaukee. How many moms that don't know anything about Pokemon are just hanging out at yeah. at raids? And that and that's a that's a longer conversation I think we could have. And I think we all knew that that yeah. Pokemon Go players are a different type of Pokemon player. Um, and that's it, good or bad. I think it's good overall because now they're getting introduced in the franchise, and hopefully that leads them mm-hmm. down a road to you know enjoy the anime or to maybe pick up the card game or. Pokemon is this franchise. It's just not one single thing. Yes. And I think that's what our show does really well is that we're acknowledging all aspects of the franchise and there are Pokemon specific shows that tackle specific topics and that's fine and that's great. But we're all here because we love Pokemon as the franchise and just not because of Pokemon Go, not because of the main series game, not because of the anime. You asked that question, didn't you, at one point? Yeah, so uh, we'll we'll end with this. I got to talk to the CEO of Niantic. I waited in line. It probably took maybe 45 minutes to get up there. 
Uh, but I asked him two questions. I got a picture with him. I'm probably not going to post the picture because it's kind of bad. It makes me look bad. <laughs> got like a weird neck thing going on. I wasn't happy with the picture afterwards. Photoshop, dude. But I asked if this was the last Pokemon Go Fest event. And it's kind of a dumb question because, of course, it's not. But I wanted to hear it from the CEO if if he was willing to answer it. And he was. He didn't hesitate. He was like... Today was uh, really disappointing, but we're not going to let us stop that from improving and doing this again in the future. And he said, you know, we we still have our safari event planned in Europe. We still have the event planned in Japan, the Pikachu virus, Pikachu, Pikachu outbreak. outbreak. <laughs> Pikachu virus. I, I actually talked to some people who are like planning to go to Europe for the safari zones and planning to go to the Yokohama yeah. Pikachu outbreak. So he's like, we still have those planned. Earlier on stage, he did say that they did plan on doing this again next year. They didn't say date or place or whatever. They just said that they wanted to do it next year, which leads me to believe that after the Japan event, that'll probably be the rest for big events. The second question I asked was uh, how he felt that Pokemon Go has captured a big, bigger audience than the main series games could ever do. And I think this is an important question for a lot. I, I wasn't expecting, uh, you know, an in-depth answer or anything, but I think it's an important question for all Pokemon, for the entire Pokemon fan base to think about, because you have 20 years of Pokemon, you have seven generations of games, and of course their main goal, I would assume their one of their main goals is to get more and more people to play Pokemon with each generation. Generation one is easily the most popular because it was such a mm -hmm. such a viral outbreak at that time. It was a Pikachu outbreak at that time. Such a virus. Uh, generation 2, very popular. I think Generation 3 and 4 were kind of the low points. And then with 5, and then I think 6 did better than 5, and I'm pretty sure 7 is still on track to do better than 6. They're, they still didn't capture what Pokemon Go has captured with you know getting my mom to play and getting you know your wife to play micah and yeah. so what his answer was was he pointed at my phone and he said the reason we were able to accomplish that is because of this everyone has a mobile phone everyone can download this game for free anyone can play and because of that is why we're in more players hands than something like the main series game yeah I, whether you like it or not, I think that's very important. Yep. I so that 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 was the event. If they do another event this year, cool. I would be. I would love to try to go to it. Yeah. I would. I would love to go to the Europe stuff and the Japan stuff. But the, those are expensive tickets. That is very yeah, true. So I could. I Big like. Money. Like we said time and time again, totally understand why people left that mad, especially if they spent like a thousand dollars on a flight. Yeah. For me, it was spending you know thirty two dollars to park and then. However much four or five dollars in gas to get down here in an hour and a half of my time. Uh, maybe my my tune would be different if it was a two hundred dollar flight. Yeah, but, probably. But even for the people that stayed, I, it sounded like the it sounded like the Friday night before was incredible to play Pokemon Go. There was lures everywhere, and people were playing all night. That blew up social media. That Chicago okay. was okay. just quote unquote lit. Yeah. Uh, so and it was all for people who didn't live there. It was all new stops. So if you had a lucky egg, it was yeah. like 500 XP a, a 
stop and they were non-stop everywhere yeah i think the i think the overall message is like while the fest itself was a disaster and a bummer and niantic was extremely apologetic for that and they were extremely upset with themselves for that and that's you know those were words right from the producer that was talking to will and i at the time they were so sorry this happened but for a whole weekend of the Friday night with Chicago just blowing up with lures and new people and everyone walking around playing. And then while the Saturday, most of the day was a disappointment, that after that evening seemed to be a big success. And then if you're still in Chicago for Sunday, that, that event extends throughout Monday morning. So still plenty to do. And I believe you are taking advantage of that, correct? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna head back to Chicago. It's only it's only an hour and a half. Throw on an audiobook. Yep. Walk around. Try and find that unknown. O. Yeah, I'm, I'm missing one unknown. <laughs> uh, and I think I would have better success doing a bunch of raids uh, while all those players are down there. Yeah. I could probably go downtown Milwaukee and maybe get one or two or or whatnot. But I think. Because there's still so many Pokemon players there on top of just how many people are in downtown Chicago, yeah. it'll be very easy to like accomplish what I want to accomplish in a shorter amount of time. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if raids in Milwaukee are still for people who went and scan their QR code, if there's still instant catches. Yeah. 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 I guess though that doesn't really matter too much because they're going to go away. Yeah. Yeah. So. By tomorrow. Well, that's that. That is Pokemon Go Fest. Uh, we, will be, we will be back next week with a normal episode. And if my audio from all the interviews I captured sounds good, you guys will probably get a bonus episode this week. Uh, I know I talked to Reversal and Trainer Tips and Twintendo. And it was funny when I talked to that guy, I was like, I'm going to be honest, man. I haven't seen a single one of your YouTube videos. <laughs> and he just laughed. He was so nice. He just laughed. He's like, totally understand. There's so much content out there. Yeah. Uh, but there I plan on, watch, uh, plan on checking out his stuff. So got a couple interviews there. So hopefully that sounds good. If, if, if you don't hear about it ever again in the future, it's probably because the SD card got corrupt or it just sounds awful. Who knows? I, uh, I hope, though, it turns out for you guys. Uh, but I think that'll be it. You can follow us on Twitter. A little bit of house cleaning. No. <laughs> Will is at wash in the sink. Micah is at Micah the Brave. Irene? She's like falling asleep during this podcast. No, I'm not. I'm wide awake. Just everyone said everything I wanted to say. So I was just like, okay. Dag, sorry for you, stealing uh, your content. Get in here. You got to get in. Come on in. Devin Carrots on Twitter. Was there anything that we... Nope. No. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the goat now? What? Oh, no. You... I'm sure that this when you like mentioned the... the goat like an hour ago, people were like, oh, wait, I want to hear about the goat, This man. is the bonus post-credits yeah, scene. Yeah, if they made it this far, they get to hear about the goat. Let's oh, hear about the goat. It was when Steve ditched us to do the media tour. Appropriate term. And we were standing there uh, <laughs> waiting for him to come back. And I turned around and there was a man in, I think he was wearing a yellow coat. Or something it like that. It was like sewn together rags. Yes. And and he had a billy goat. Is that a billy goat? I uh, think it's a it billy goat. A, it, goat. It was a goat. goat. It had it had it had horns. It had horns. I know it had horns because we saw it in the line by the fountain, <laughs> and that goat was real upset and wanted to get out of there and yeah. like plowed into a guy that was in oh, line. No oh way. my gosh! And just took off down. The, like I mean, he 
he was still on the leash and the guy had the goat but he it, the the goat was clearly like dragging the guy out of the yeah he park. was just they were patiently standing when i saw them like next to the street and i was just like am i dreaming why is there a man with a goat yeah uh so i took a picture and i tweeted it and <laughs> people liked it so <laughs> that's yeah, the, that the was world, my highlight that's the world famous chicago goat the g- the go goat Pokemon No Fest Pokemon Brokemon bro- Brokemon Go that's what you said yesterday which is really good there's a goat Pokemon right Go Goat Go Goat yes sir is the Go Goat the only goat Pokemon Skidoo Skidoo but that's technically the the trio from Black and White are also kind of goats oh aren't they horses they've got horns. Aren't they horses? No, Kel- <laughs> Keldeo is the only horsey one, but he was I thought adopted. Keldeo was a pony. He's adopted. It doesn't matter. Oh, he doesn't have to be fault. a goat. I see. But you don't call baby goats ponies, so therefore they're, they're, they're horses. Ho- yeah, but he just- he <laughs> They're hoses. He just said those Keldeo's like adopted, oh, not part right. of the family. Okay, I see. So it was a Pokemon Go fest, and it was a goat, so I feel like Go-Goat is probably the best there you go. comparison. Yeah. yeah. Also, real quick, on the I didn't notice this when I took the picture, but you know the merchandise board yeah. with, with all the things? With the black tape covering all yeah, the stuff they, they sold? Yeah, they spelled Eevee wrong. Good. It was How do they E-V-E-E. spell it? E-V-E-E. Nice. Evie. Evie. Good old uh, Evie. Oh, I was like, wait. What did they have that was Eevee? <laughs> There was a shoulder EV plush. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Were they selling the Magikarp hats there? I saw no. a bunch of people with no, all the, like in-game all the people, Magikarp hats. All the people with Magikarp hats, they were all like custom, probably Etsy things or something like that. Got it. I think that's a wrap, though. Oh, I didn't say you can follow me on Twitter at Dragging a Lake. Uh, and you can follow Pokemon Podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. If you were confused or still wanted more details about what happened, I think I summed up a pretty good live tweeting of the event on Pokemon Podcast. And, you know, kind of, I was I was delivering news as fast as I was getting it at the event. If there's another Pokemon Go Fest in the future, I think we'll be there, and I'll be doing the same thing, hopefully. Patreon.com slash It's Super Effective if you want to support the show. We will probably be doing a live stream on August 5th, which I believe is a Saturday. To celebrate our seventh year anniversary, there will probably be something for everyone and then something specifically for Patreon backers for that day. Not Don't have the details worked out. Next weekend is my first weekend at home in like a month. And, and also it's your birthday. Your birthday. Yeah, yeah. Can we have like an on... No, we won't sing you happy birthday. Yeah, Nobody wants to hear that. We don't want to violate any copyright laws. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I, I actually think it ended like last year. Oh uh, really? It's, they lost a court case, I think. Yeah, so. like last year. So I think it is actually legal to sing it on air. Good. So you'll be a year... Older. Isn't this my golden birthday? It this is, is your, your golden, golden birthday. birthday. Oh man, Look some of that. us didn't get golden birthdays. I did. It was my 18th birthday, and it was lit. I didn't get a golden birthday. That's your own fault. How it do is. you not? How do you not get a golden birthday? I just. It was a bad year. <laughs> oh no! But doesn't everyone get a golden birthday? I mean, it was there's there, like no, but there was nothing no, golden about there's no it. No math that checks out that you don't get a golden. <laughs> there's birthday. no such thing as a golden birthday in 1975. This is for 90s kids only. 
That's I thought debatable. it was just was, like turning 25 on the 25th. Or it, yeah, yeah, that's my what birthday it is. is March 2nd. Oh. You had one. You just did. So yeah, oh. Your golden birthday was when you oh, were two. I didn't get the golden birthday booty. What? Like pirate treasure. Pirate booty. We're going to end the show now. Uh, so thank you guys so much for listening. If you made it this far. Thank you, Micah. Thank you, Irene. Thank you, Will. Thank you, myself. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super, super effective. effective. I still... Because I remember for a while when it was like you say it's super effective and then when you say super effective and I still don't know what you decided on. Is it just super effective? We're yeah. super effective. Yeah. That, it's just super it's just, not there's like, no it. Yeah, no, I know, but like you like it's we're super, it's because oh, it's the show. Because it's the show, it's super effective. Yeah. I see. Sorry. Bye. Bye.